What's up, you guys? Happy Sunday, and welcome back to Brunch with Desby. I'm your host, Des, also known as Desby, and this is your new favorite podcast, period. But at least give me your favorite Sunday podcast. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to be your favorite favorite, but your favorite of this day of the week. Fair? Okay, we'll shake on it. I hope you guys are having a great start to your week. I cannot believe that we are into the month of December. It it doesn't seem real to me because of a few things, but the first thing is the fact that it's almost been a year ago since we found out about Archie's birth defect, about his CPAM. And for some reason, knowing that that's almost been a year is like frightening. Like thinking about just like the full round circle here to bring us right here to today and knowing that just even a year ago, like I was a completely different person. We were a completely different family. My marriage was completely different. Like everything has just evolved. And I feel like we all go through that, right? Like we look back at a year ago and we're like, wow, like we're completely different. This is completely different, whatever it might be. But when you really just sit and like reflect for a minute, it really hits you. You're like, wow, the time the time goes by fast and it does not stop. Even undergoing the worst circumstances. Um, you know, maybe in the past year you've undergone a traumatic experience, something that occurred like in your life, or maybe you lost someone that you love or someone that you know. And sometimes I feel like it's just not fair that time passes, right? You you go through this extreme event and you kind of just want the world to stop for a minute so you can gather your thoughts and feel what you need to feel. But the world doesn't, right? You, you could walk outside and someone else is living their best life when you're living your worst, you know? And so I think it's just the reflection is so important, but not getting stuck in the past um, and being able to move forward and every day fighting for that healthy mental approach, right? It's one thing to grieve. It's one thing to memorialize the past, but how can we continue to like push through? And I'm not saying in the fact of like, oh, get over it. It's not, not like that at all. How can we continue to fight every day to live a better life in our current circumstances? So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, I think that kind of alludes even to that. Just talking about not getting lost in your now, you know, not getting lost in the past and also lost in the now. Focusing on being comfortable living in the present. Um, So definitely listen to last week's episode if you haven't yet. Have you ever written a note to yourself? I'm pretty sure I gave you guys that suggestion last week. Go write a note to yourself. So if you haven't, I highly encourage you in this last month of the year, go to dearfutureme.org. Write a letter to yourself. I have it pulled up right in front of me. You can literally send it in six months, one year, three years, five years. You can choose a different date and you can actually make this letter public or anonymous, which is actually really interesting because if you read the public letters, um, there's a lot of different different ones, um, but there's one even, Dear Future Me, this is from 2010. So 12 years ago, I hope you are happy in doing what you love. I hope you are with someone who cares about you. I hope you've stayed in contact with people from your past. I hope the world is still a great place. I hope you have kids that are raising them well. I hope you live a long and fulfilling life. Love from 
past James. That's that's who this person was. Now, the rest of it's anonymous, right? This person chose to use their name. But here's one from even like five years ago that is to be read right now, right? Dear future me, read with your partner. That's what it says. Wow, look at you. Successful. So proud of you. Even with ups and downs, you made it. Are you struggling? Are you living in the life of adults? I know. Too much responsibility and you need to make money in a hard possible way. Just think of what you've accomplished. You finished year 12. You moved places you never visited. You met new people and probably have a girlfriend or boyfriend by now. Love that for them. I know you never wanted this. Hang on, kid. Or should I say adult? It will come. Just keep dreaming. So the letter goes on. um, But it's just, you know, it's important sometimes to take that moment and write something that you'll receive in a few years or whatever and, and, and encourage your current self in that letter. But also by the time you read it, you'll realize like, wow, like I, I kept showing up and this really did happen or whatever it might be. Um, so highly recommend it. I did it a few years ago and it was like, I hope that you're on like teambodybuilding.com and like you become a pro athlete or something. And then I read it. And at that time, like I had done both of those things and it was just really cool to like, see what old me thought I wanted, what the new me maybe wanted or did. It was really neat. So dear future me, or I'm sorry, it's just futureme.org. Um, I just encourage you go write something. It, it can be 50 words. It can be 500. Um, take a minute to do that this month. What else do you need to do this month is sign up for my email list. And I'm only saying that because I have been pushing out some fire ass content on my Instagram lately. I've been really feeling back into this vibe of just embracing this time that I'm in and embracing the education that I know I have. Um, I, I sometimes shrink myself thinking, oh, like no one wants to learn this from me. There's plenty of other people that do it or, you know, you, I, I I talk negatively to negatively to myself like oh you you've had only two kids not three like you can't talk about motherhood like and I know that sounds so stupid right like fuck yeah I can talk about motherhood fuck yeah I can educate on it fuck yeah I can educate on um different exercises modifications core rehabilitation um core preparation all those things I have plenty plenty of education in doing so um not to mention what I went to college for and what I got certifications in, you know, and so I've just really like pushed this idea that I'm not worthy aside and I'm just making content that is fun. Like I've truly enjoyed making that I know someone out there needs. And instead of going for the millions, I'm going for the one. And I think that that is so important to, um, kind of have this mindset in is going to thinking about going to help the one person. The minute that you you start making something or doing something in the idea of getting approval from multiple people or helping multiple people is the minute that you limit yourself and you overlook the one person who it might have saved, right? So instead of having this approach of like, oh, like I want this post to go viral and, you know, oh my gosh, if it doesn't, it failed. Instead of thinking of it that way, I think more of like, if this post helped a hundred people save or have a, save their core or have a better pregnancy or postpartum experience, like I'm good. And so I've been really just loving the content that I've made. 
However, sometimes I know my demographic, you guys right here, you might go a whole day without getting on Instagram. You know, like, like that's not your life. Your life is not on the internet like mine is in a relative span. So being on my email list, I want to make sure that you're getting that content, that you're getting extra content. And if anything were to come up, my people, you guys, we're checking our emails nowadays, right? Like we're in that age where it's like, we're not scrolling. We might, we might still, I'm not saying we're not, but we're checking our Gmail before we check our Instagram. You know what I mean? Like that's the day and age we're in. Um, I don't shoot out spam emails. I'm not sending in 900 fucking emails a week. I usually send out one email a week. Um, or if it's like a, a series, right? Maybe like three emails for, um, three problems you're having. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. It might be a series, right? But it's not a spam thing. So definitely make sure you go to the link in bio description box show notes, click the email list, sign up for that. Super easy. And like I said, you're not going to get like an automatic spam email. This is just going to ensure that anything that comes up, including our upcoming six weeks to slay challenge, you're going to get notified to pre-register for it, stuff like that. Right. So please make sure you do that. Um, and if you're liking my content, if you're learning something, if you think it could help someone, you know, please continue to share it. Um, I feel like sometimes like certain content doesn't reach the the person that really needs it too. So maybe like you're a mom and you, you watch my thing. And you're like, Oh man, nice. I didn't know that. You know, please share that because if you're looking at my post and you're going, Oh, I didn't know that. Do you think your best friend did too? Do you think your other friends did too? Your other pregnant friends, your, your moms to be your friends who would like to have children, et cetera. Um, or in general, like core rehab, deep core recruitment, pelvic floor. This is an issue for women everywhere. You know, people are like, LOL, I just, you know, peed when I sneezed. Like you shouldn't, you shouldn't be, you sh that's not nor like, that's not good. You know, like, so we definitely want to make sure that anyone and everyone is taking care of their core. And a lot of times the movements that I'm specifying in pregnancy and postpartum, those are going to be your introduction movements anyway. So if you're someone who's, you're like, oh, I've never worked core, like deep core like that before. Cool. That's where you're going to start too. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing fancier if you're just learning it as well. So definitely make sure you go check that out. I would greatly appreciate it. Share it when you think, or you feel called to, um, or tag a friend. Those always help me, um, and help my content. Speaking of postpartum, speaking of pregnancy, I am almost seven months postpartum. This is like crazy to me because I feel like it was truly just yesterday that I gave birth. And sometimes I even like look at myself. I'm like, you have had two kids and you want another one? What? <laughs> um, I've been really like in this baby fever for real. Like I, I don't know why. I, I think a lot of it is hormonal. Okay. But also I feel like you just realized how, how fast it goes and I just know in my heart right now, like my family isn't complete, but there's also some days where I do feel like it is, you know? And so I think it's just the idea of like, I don't have a plan and so, and we don't need one, right? Like if it happens, it happens. If we choose to have it happen, it happens, but it feels kind of good to also just like not have a plan. 
I don't have to decide if I'm done or not. I don't have to decide if I want another one or not. I'm just going with the flow. We all know how babies are made. Okay. We all know to not let them cream inside you. You know what I'm saying? Hey, don't make that face because you know, you've asked for it. You have asked for it. Oh, just come inside. You've, you've asked for it in the moment. Okay. And then you look back after you've had sex and you're like, why, who, what demon just took over my body to just say those dirty words that I've said during that time? And I know you guys know what I'm talking about. You, that sexual demon that takes over and she is saying the dirtiest shit. And then like you're, you guys are done and you're like cleaning up or what, you know, see you later, whatever your situation is. And you just, you act like you never said those things. Like I like, that is the funniest shit to me ever. Sometimes I'll be, you know, laying in bed after, right. You know, we clean up I'm I'm laying in bed about to go to bed. And it's just like, just 10 minutes, 10 minutes ago, I was asking for some crazy shit. And here I am putting on my fucking eye mask and doing my skincare, just laying down. Like I didn't say anything. That shit's funny. All right. Anyways, we know how babies are made. So be careful what you're saying in those high intensity moments. <laughs> but, um, I just, I'm feeling really good. Um, I feel like I'm finally, um, at a place where I kind of have a, a bigger understanding of my body right now. Um, how much food it needs. Um, I kind of have a better gauge on it. I feel like in the first few months of postpartum, um, for me personally and breastfeeding, I just like shrivel up. And, and again, like some women would be like, Oh, I wish that I could, but like, that's also not fair because it it's not fun to just have be like a fucking withering pole. It doesn't feel good. You're not energized. It's very uncomfortable. So again, just be relative to people's experiences, knowing that other people struggle. Right. So I just feel, I felt so withered away and very uncomfortable, not energized. Um, and so I tried a few different things with just different food that I'd been eating. And I found that like cliff bars, oatmeal, um, pancakes, and a bunch of rice and sweet potatoes. Like those are my go-to. My body likes to hang on to them more. I feel more energized. I feel fuller. I don't feel so depleted. And so it's stuff like that where it just really comes down to like continuing to self-discover, like what makes me feel good and what do I need to fuel my body. And that goes for anyone. Um, even just in your fitness journey, like trying different things and paying attention to what you feel, um, is so important because different foods are going to do different things for different people. So, um, that is kind of my postpartum update, feeling really good, feeling proud, feeling excited. Um, and you know, I am not wishing away time. But I'm just excited to see when the time comes. What I feel like, like not breastfeeding, not being pregnant, being able to like have more quote freedom of like, especially my body, you know? And so we'll see. I just, I feel like I have this really cool chapter starting to uncover. Um, and I don't want to read it too fast. I'm very content reading it page by page, but it doesn't mean that I don't have excitement for what is to come. Um, manifesting good things in 2023. This past week, I was able to go get my nails done. 
And as you're listening to this, I'm actually on my way back by the time you're listening, but I'm going to the Buff Bunny Collection holiday party. We have not had one since 2019. Um, This was like a few months after I got married. I flew down to Houston. We had this beautiful party that Heidi put on. It was just stunning. Um, Made some new friends. Um, I, like I said, I was recently married. So it's like, everything was like new. And I was still very much in this era of like connecting with other influencers. And it's not that I'm not in that era anymore, but I will say like, I have a little bit of anxiety going into the weekend just because a lot of people that I knew then like no one's the same from COVID. Right. But then like some of them are still like maybe single or like they just live different lifestyles. So it's just, sometimes it's just like, okay, I want to make sure I'm not making myself, like I still want to be me. Right. Like I don't want to come in and be like, not be just mom does. Right. Like I still deserve to just be me too, but I'm just not as like inquisitive in terms of creating like these influencer friends anymore. And I think it's just because I, I just don't like sometimes the drama that comes with the fitness industry. And I just find that like finding my community through you guys, it just works, you know, like I don't need the friends that shout me out that have a million followers or something, you know, like I don't need it. I don't want it. Um, I'm good, you know, and so having you guys is like enough, but I'm excited to like see those people and hopefully have some really great growing conversations and see how everyone is doing, um, get updates. You know, a lot of us are just in different parts of life than we, than we had been. Um, and so I just don't, I never want to like, I never want to go to things and just be like mom does. You know, like I still want to go to things and like be able to be Desby. Does that make sense? So I'm just like a little bit apprehensive because I hope that it's not just like, how are the kids? Oh my God, how's mom life? You know, it's like, what about just like, how's, how are you? Right. And so I feel like sometimes I get like pre-stress of just like, I hope they can still see me for me um, and be able to have like those just like genuine conversations of like, how are you? how are you doing? And that's just a reminder too, for any of you guys who have friends that are moms, if you haven't seen them in a while, please don't just dart to like, how are the kids? I think it's really easy to do that because you might be excited. You might be even excited for them. And it's not that we, we don't understand that like your excitement is there, but please, please ask how the, the mom is first and don't even refer to her as like mom, like, how are you doing Des? Not like, how is it being a mom? No, just ask the, ask the mother how they're doing them, not their identity as a mom. How are they doing? And then if that alludes to naturally, obviously, you know, asking about the kids, whatever, for sure. But don't forget to like acknowledge their true identity of them being still them. I saw a TikTok the other day, actually just made me think of it. Uh, a daughter uh, and like, so her mom is older running in the room. The daughter is laying on the bed with her newborn baby at her chest. And her mom comes in, looks right over the baby, grabs her daughter's face, kisses her on the cheek and says, oh my gosh, how are you doing? And um, 
and it just went viral. And of course, we don't see the rest of the context, right? I'm not saying that this mother was like a saint, but it goes viral. And a lot of people commented and were like, I love how she went right to her daughter. You know, she went right to her baby. How are you doing? And I think that's just a good lesson in life of like, sometimes we have to overlook the situation of what's going on and not acknowledge it, but ask that person how they're receiving it. How are you doing? How, what's, what's going on versus like going to a person and being like, Hey, I heard you, you you totaled your car. When are you going to get it fixed? It's like, what the fuck? Like, can you ask, Hey, how are you doing? okay, hey, I'm doing good. I heard that this had occurred. You know, how's that going? Like, that's okay, right? But just to come punch it right in the gut, you know, probably not a flex. So um, I'm excited for the holiday party. I hope I have a fun weekend. I have a little bit of like this throat tickle going on. Um, Literally, tis the season. Like, are we shocked? So that's annoying. Um, but I've been taking the medication that I can since I'm breastfeeding, which again, it sucks because breastfeeding, you just kind of have to like suck it up. Like there's just not a ton of medication you can take. That's just going like going to help you. And if you want to take something, it's like, you just have to read so many labels and you have to double check on ingredients. And it is just such a pain in the booty. So hopefully I'll be able to like continue to feel good. I feel great. It's just, you can, I can feel it right? I can feel a little bit of like a stuffy nose very minimally. And I'm just hoping that I can knock it out fast. Um, but luckily, um, all my COVID tests came back negative. So I'm like, yeah, it's just another flu time, but I do think it's still respectful to test for that. If you're going to be in like large groups of people. Um, so as much as COVID is very much just like over, like I I hate using the word over. It, It was very traumatic for our nation, but like I'm not seeing it anywhere. Um, and I'm pretty sure that protocols are like, okay, you have COVID come to work. Like I, like it's different everywhere, which is also very confusing because it should just be like the same. Right. Um, but regardless, um, I do think that it's still good to like be aware before you're going into a fucking party. Right. Nonetheless on an airplane. So last week, um, you guys recommended some planners. We talked about planning. Um, a lot of people said Aaron Condren still, which I loved my planner from Aaron Condren. You can also like very much personalize them, which I loved. Um, Lily Pulitzer, not my favorite planner, but I did recommend that and it was still recommended. A lot of people said TJ Maxx. A lot of people said Target. Um, and then some people actually mentioned obviously Passion Planner, Ivory Paper Co., which I actually follow their CEO and, um, digital. So if you have like an iPad or something, I guess there's some really good digital ones. Maybe you have to like Google them, but some people said that they were like free. So check that out. If you have an iPad, I know for me, like I'm still a like pad of paper girl. Like I still want a good, I still want a good paper planner, but I'm gonna recycle it. No, I'm just kidding. Probably won't. I'll be honest. I usually just throw them away. That's terrible. I'm probably going to go to hell for that. But I just like, by the time they're done, I just throw them away. I'm sorry. We need a planner recycle program. So, um, new merch is up on the website. I linked it, but it's desbyfittraining.com. Then you go to the merch tab. Um, holiday merch. We have like, don't be a Grinch. We have Merry Fitness. We have these little snowmen doing exercises. It's cute. It's holiday. It's fun. Um, 
merch let me let me just be transparent listen if there's one thing about me i'm gonna tell you guys the truth i don't make money on merch i don't and when i say i don't make money like i i don't because i like to make merch for fun i like to make merch now here's the thing i do make money here yeah here we go i make the money but the money goes to my like graphic designer like i don't make like heap loads of money off merch i do merch because it's fun i have witty sayings and i believe everything belongs on a t-shirt that i say and i also love to have like the variety like i love that we have airpod cases and socks and bags and phone cases and different stuff like i like doing it so i'm not like pumping fucking bags on merch so um and i just like being transparent about that because it is just purely fun it's also marketing okay marketing 101 guess what you guys are wearing my merch and then you're tagging dbft and then you're tagging me and people are going oh what's dbft and then they follow dbft and that's called marketing right so by you guys buying merch you love it but it also helps me continue to grow dbft not just on a screen but even in person maybe someone sees your sweatshirt oh where'd you get that from oh it's from this person you know whatever boom spreading the word for free right so that's why you see these shitty ass companies give out like free stickers and hats for that right for fucking marketing so anyways I'm, i just like being transparent about that because i'm not over here um making merch for everyone to buy to like get rich off merch that that is not even possible for me so just enjoy the merch okay enjoy the holiday season this isn't bougie this isn't fucking lululemon i'm not buff bunny or alpha lead all right this is like these are just sweatshirts sweatpants and just cute designs all right bear with me i do my fucking best you know my first piece of merch was actually made in the basement of my mother-in-law's house she was a she owned like an embroidery business and uh so she had a print and like press machine in the basement and we made my first merch down there. I had a logo that I, I made off some shit random website and we put it on shirts and that's how I made my first merch. We literally made it by hand. So if for any reason you have still my old original merch, like original gray gilded shirts, tanks, hoodies, if you bought a hoodie, the unguarded and unbothered merch, like I made those by hand. You have a fucking treasure for real. <laughs> all right this week's shows that i watched low country this is on hbo max low con oh i'm sorry yeah country or county low i think it was country low country the um dynasty of the murdaws that shit was fire three episodes mini docuseries like 50 minutes a piece had to do with this small town in south south carolina i believe and basically there was like this this family the murdaws that like ran shit like literally ran everything they they were the name murdaw they they would have been your lawyers they were your police officers they're your prosecutors they're your judges they're your, like everything possible they ran that fucking town right so at the end of the day all they do is have all this fucking money because no they're kind of like a monopoly you have no one else to serve you besides their family so um it's a really good episode or a few episode docuseries um just about like the corruption in this 
poor town that led to murders of the family. Like crazy, crazy. You have to watch it. HBO Max. The other thing I watched in HBO Max, this is an oldie. Okay, I'm not sitting here being like, oh, it just came out. It's, it didn't. It's called Old. O-L-D. I'm old. Just like that. Old. And basically, these this family goes on vacation. Multiple families, as well as like uh, lovers, right? Like couples. And they go to this island. And all of a sudden, they like turn around. And their kids, the kids of the island, go from like, four years old to like 16 and then like 16 to all of a sudden they're like 40 and then the parents are aging too all of a sudden they're like 60 and 90 like it's nuts dude and it all happens on this weird island and there's there's stuff behind it but I'm not going to tell you because it's just really worth watching it's a good like random thriller without you're not like jumping like oh my god I'm so scared it's like Michael Myers like it's not like that it's just good highly recommend I finished where's my jet Pepsi very good as well I will never drink Pepsi again fuck them no I'm just kidding but there were a few high up executives in that show on on Netflix that were just fuckers like you could just tell they were just assholes and I feel like you have to be that way sometimes working in corporate, but they were just dickheads. You could tell Wednesday came out on Netflix with Jenny Ortega playing Wednesday Adams. I have not watched yet, but let me tell you, I'm amped to do so. I love the Adams family. Probably one of my favorite like Halloweeny type fa- families ever. When I was in fifth grade, we actually put on a haunted house in our classroom. Like we got to like make one, um, for like our, our elementary is actually so cool. Like thinking back at it, but I was Wednesday Adams and that was like my favorite Halloween costume ever. I had black spray paint. My mom braided my hair. Like I had everything, the whole ensemble. And so I have like a deep rooted connection with Wednesday Adams and Jenny Ortega just played this role so well. Like I said, I haven't even seen it yet. I've just been keeping up on interviews and, um, Netflix like promos and she just has this look of like a timber in character down to a science like her facial frame the way that she like her mannerisms um and she spoke I was it on maybe Jimmy Fallon I don't remember where it was from but I saw it I saw this like interview and she was talking about how Tim liked it when she like looked down and like up with her eyes or whatever and I was like that is so crazy to think she worked with the timber in like such an iconic filmmaker. And I just love the eeriness he throws in his movies and shows and productions. So anyways, very good, um, to watch based on reviews have not watched very excited to do it. Um, Kardashians season three on Hulu. I feel like I talk about the Kardashians often. I bring them up. I poke fun, not really poke fun. Um, but like last week, you know, wiping my tears with cash, Kim Kardashian sitting on the toilet fighting for her life. That is all very real reality for us. Okay. Will I watch season three? Probably not. I've never even watched the first two up the first two seasons. You know, I've never even really been an avid Kardashian watcher, like for real. Um, I maybe did back like in middle school, you know, where you'd go home, you'd turn on E it was like E news, Kardashians, and then like the plastic plastic surgery shows. Anyways, I feel like the Kardashians, like 
they live such a life. When you have that much money and you're living such a life and you're doing literally different things every single day and you can also do whatever the fuck you want to make it different, you will always have a show. Like, I feel like it's going to be up to them to genuinely say, we don't want cameras around anymore. But I also wonder, like, I feel like at some point, you know, they become used to it, right? They don't even notice that film production is like around. They, they don't care. But like, how much did that actually influence who they are? Because at the end of the day, like when you first have a camera in front of you, like you create a facade, not on purpose, just naturally what you're projecting is going to be like different. I feel, especially in that realm of like celebrity. So it's like, how do, how do they, how did they find who they really are with cameras around? Would they be completely different if they never had a show? Say that they were just as, as famous, just as famous, but no show. Would they be different people? right? Like, would they be different in the way they talk, the way they represent themselves? Anything. I don't know. I just think it's interesting. So as much as they're like, oh, the, the film crew is like a part of us. We don't even notice they're there anymore. It's like, but, but did, but you did it first, right? So how did that, how did that make a difference in how you evolved? I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think that you could generally still be yourself if you're that immune to cameras? Hmm. It's kind of got me thinking now. Let me know. But I just, I love watching when I can. Like if I can sneak a little half an episode, I think it's fascinating. Um, you know, we can hate all we want. Well, some of you hate, I never will. I love the Kardashians. I think that, do I think that there's some level of like weird corruption shit Yes. I feel like in some weird way they own Hollywood. I feel it in my bones. Like I feel like they know everyone's shit. It reminds me of like a Jeff, Jeff Epstein and like Ghislaine Maxwell where it's like they just know shit and you don't speak out about them. You know, I don't know. Am I, maybe I'm all wet, but, um, there's also a new Ghislaine Maxwell documentary. Um, there was a part one, Filthy Rich, like the story of uh, Jeff Epstein. And now there's Filthy Rich, the story of Ghislaine Maxwell. That's on Netflix as well. Haven't watched, but it's on my list. I have a lot of shit on my list. Um, I still want to watch the show from scratch. I've heard such good things about it. Just never really got to get into it. Um, I still want to watch Where the Crawdads Sing. I read the book. Still haven't even watched the movie. It's literally on Netflix. Still haven't watched it. So I definitely have some stuff to catch up on, but maybe I'll watch a movie or so on the plane um, during my trip and like on the way back. We'll see. I don't know because I'm also might just take time to like work in silence without my kids. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's really the the biggest things I have this week. Um, I wanted to do a little advice with Desby episode. I love doing these. I love giving you guys just like little advice. It doesn't, it's not serious. It's not crazy. I just like talking to like, my girls and just hearing like, what can I help you with? And it's not even that you have to follow my advice. Like, it's just, how can I be like a big sister to you? How can I be a, a good friend to you, a mom friend to you, whatever it might be. I'm here to be also vulnerable. If I've ever gone through anything similar, like I'm gonna let you know how I handled it. Um, but if you're ever needing additional help, please make sure that you are getting that. Okay. Please see 
a licensed therapist, please find a licensed therapist. And if you need help doing that, I have the answer for you and what I've been using myself. And that is better help. So let's get into our quick ad break from our sponsor and get into advice from Des B. Before we officially get into today's episode, I did want to thank my partners better help. Because of them, I have been getting better with help. BetterHelp is an online teletherapy program, and within a 72-hour period, you can be matched with your own personal therapist that is applicable to you and what you are going through. This is an app that is directly on your phone. You're able to communicate with your therapist right then and there, and they are also going to be licensed to you based off of your location. So this isn't a, this isn't no funny business. This isn't no, you know, not qualified people helping you. These are educated professionals there to listen to you. If you use code DESB at checkout, you are able to get 10% off of your first month, or you can use my link betterhelp.com slash DESB and you will get 10% off of your first month. I've been with BetterHelp for over a year and a half now and it has just really been a home away from home for me while I'm able to stay in my home. There's not a lot of licensed professionals near me that I would feel comfortable going to. And to be honest, I don't have the fucking time. So to be able to hop on my app and schedule a call when it is available to me is pretty huge and pretty awesome. So again, with code DESBY, you can get 10% off of your first month. And you can also click the link in the show notes description box link in bio and follow that as well. You'll fill out a questionnaire. And like I said, you'll be matched with a licensed therapist. So thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this podcast and get better today. All right. So I feel like during this time, every time I have to take a drink. At this point, I have been just spewing words, not drinking water. So let's take a moment and get a sip. All together now. Ready? Go. Mm. Mm-hmm. You guys hear that sniffle? Fuck. There's nothing that pisses you off more than that that sniffle. You're like, God damn it. Tis, tis the season. It is here. Shit. Um, I am drinking out of my Hydro Jug Black Friday stainless steel. Um, it's like that black leopard with like the taupe mauve color, not mauve tan. So pretty. Um, and I think they're still available. So make sure that you go shop if you have not yet. Um, definitely worth it for like holidays and stuff like that too, for like gifts. But all right. Advice with Desby. Again, all for fun, fun for all. Okay, sis. Us, oh, oh, okay. Us, sis needs advice. Been recently talking to a guy that is bipolar, has been incredibly distance, distant since seeing him a couple weeks ago. When I bring up hanging out, he usually leaves me on red and responds hours later, barely texts, and now just seems uninterested or has no energy to talk. What do I do or how should I word what I'm feeling? Sincerely, a bitch with anxiety. I feel like that is a very difficult situation to navigate. I personally have never had someone in my life that is bipolar. Um, 
So I can't relate on the sense of knowing exactly how that feels like, but from knowing what that mental illness can do to people, um, it can be difficult to navigate certain periods of time with like manic episodes um, or depressive episodes. And so it's really difficult to know if he could, this person could be in an episode right now, right? And you don't want to push those buttons or you don't want to use the verbiage of like, you know, oh, you're you're being so distant or you're being so quiet because maybe that's all that his brain feels right now, right? It's like, it just wants to be quiet, doesn't want to move, lethargic, sadness. Um, and it's frustrating from what, I, again, from what I've read and seen people go through this. It's almost frustrating because they know how they feel, but they cannot do anything to get out of it. Um, and if this person isn't on any form of medication or something and just kind of fighting this battle every day, that can be difficult. Um, for that, I feel like you could maybe come more of the route of like, how can I support you right now? Um, here's how I'm feeling about you. How can I support you? Because, you know, I care, whatever. Maybe at that point there could then open up that conversation of like, I'm going through a depressive episode. I just need a little bit of space or so. You know what I mean? You can get a little bit more of a read, but the last thing you want to do is also assume and like accuse, like, I don't know if you're in a episode right now. It's like probably the last thing you want to say to someone like that. So I would just maybe lead with like, Hey, blank, whatever his name is. Um, I, you know, I'm missing you or like, I, you know, I'm really wishing we could hang out. I, I love spending time with you, but, um, I want to make sure that, you know, I'm also respecting your boundaries. Is there any way I can support you right now? Um, and sometimes coming at it is more of like a mature approach and not just like, Hey, like I'm trying to fuck, like, can you hurry up? You know, can it come across very like respectful too? And maybe like that will also have him see you in a light of like, wow, like I really appreciate that she respects my boundaries and what I go through. That's what I would do. Dear Des B, my boyfriend and I are talking about moving states within the next few years. This is somewhat hypothetical, but something that weighs on me regardless regarding the decision. My mom has always put pressure on me to stay close to family. I'm three hours away now. She doesn't love that. She also said in passing a few times over the years that if I ever move somewhere that is a plane, that a plane is the best way to get to me. I need to budget for two round plane tickets per year so she can come visit. I love my mom and would love for her to visit, but I feel like it's not my job to pay for plane tickets, question mark. Am I being unreasonable? Does that mean I also have to pay for my dad's plane tickets? What about my boyfriend's parents plane tickets. This is adding up real quick. Also, how do I approach this topic with my mom? Do we talk about it soon before the move is planned? Do I wait till it becomes more of a reality? I don't want to cause tension or think she's unwelcome. She's of course welcome to stay with us. We'll have to pay for a hotel, etc. I just don't think I should be responsible for paying for her flights. Sincerely, I'm not rich yet. So I've actually gone through this myself similarly because I did move to Florida. My mom was in Michigan. My mom always wanted me to stay close, but I mean, I will say she never had that form of communication with me, but she did not love that I was so far away, um, especially when I started having kids. So there are a few different ways that you could approach this. When I told my mom that we were moving to Florida, I didn't do it until it was a reality. And when we found out we were moving to Florida, we had two weeks to find an apartment and move down there. Like it was fast. 
So I feel like that point, my mom also didn't get the chance to like regurgitate it. Um, but I feel like when it came to visiting, when it came to visiting Florida, I personally did budget so she could come. Um, and Wyatt and I like knew that, you know, Hey, you know, I want to do this for my mom now, very, you know, personal financial things going on there, but I wanted to do that for her because I wanted her there. So I guess like there's a difference. If I told my mom, mom, I have a housewarming party this day. I want you there. In that case, I feel like I would be open to paying for part of her ticket or paying for the whole thing. Now, if my mom just said, hey, Des, are you around? I want to come visit. I'm not paying for that ticket in your situation you're talking about. Do you know what I'm saying? So I feel like there's a difference between asking her to come and wanting her there and saying like, can can you come this weekend? I need you here or something like that. Then yes, I can see where it's like, I'll pay for half your ticket. Like, I want you here. I can see her being like, well, then like I need support. Like, yeah. But when you start making that a demand for every trip, that's not cool. And I feel like sometimes like moms say that type of stuff and they don't really mean it. So I definitely also like wouldn't read too far into it because she could just be saying that out of like spite of like, I can't believe you're moving. Like you better, you better budget then, you know, like it could just be kind of a a front, but I would maybe sit down and talk with her, go out to lunch, chat about, you know, goals in the future and then bring up the move and then just be like, you know, you're always welcome. Um, but I do want to set the boundary that like, I, you know, I do not have the budget to pay for you to come visit and we will do anything we can to make it work to ensure that we're seeing each other. We're coming back to visit, you know, you guys can come to visit, but like, I just want to let you know right now, like that is going to be a day by day situation when we're living there, you know, like, um, I can't promise anything and I'm not going to promise anything. But as of right now, I can tell you like, I'm in, I'm not in that financial position. Um, but I want to travel. I want to see the world. I want to experience new things. Um, whatever it might be. So that's kind of like the, the way I would go about it. If you want to speak to her beforehand and kind of get her read on that, or you could just spring it on her and she's your mom. She'll always love you. She was not going to hold it over your head and you guys will be fine. Um, but like I said, I've been there in, in that way. Um, and I, and it's really hard to be away from your mom. And I feel like, I feel like once you're away and then you start having a family, you do want to come back. That was my situation at least. So enjoy the time you have to go travel because when you have kids and a family, if that's a goal for you one day, like it's, it's more difficult to do. Dear Desby, I am a first time mom to an eight month old. I was overweight to start and am back down to pre-pregnancy weight, but would like to lose more healthily. I'm five, three, but 200 pounds. I'm breastfeeding and I work as a nurse three 12 hour night shifts a week. Sometimes I just feel tired and overwhelmed and I want to find a good routine to get going for food and workouts and any recommendations would be helpful. 
We have someone to watch my son between my boyfriend going to work and I get home. But once I'm home, I'm alone with my son and my boyfriend gets home around five. I get home a little before nine when I work. And then if I work that night, I have to leave the house between five, five forty-five. I live 55 minutes away from my work. I do try to nap with my son when he does. And my off nights, I usually sleep like a full blown eight to nine hours with a couple wake ups to breastfeed, but they're super quick. And then one to three hour naps during the day if possible. It's kind of weird. And this is why I'm looking for any helps or recommendations. Sincerely, a night shift registered nurse mama. So first off, any of you guys that work in healthcare, any of you guys that are nurses, RNs, anything of that sort, first and foremost, like you guys are amazing to be on your feet all day, to carry the mental load of patients, um, to have patients for patients. Like you guys are amazing. Um, to, to even get to the gym, like you guys are, are badass. Now for this situation specifically add on being a first time mom, add on being a mom in general, if, and you guys still being healthcare workers, fucking insane. Like you guys are insane in the best way possible. Like I have so much respect for all of you guys and your hustle. Um, when it comes to kind of this right here, what I'm sensing is that we might have a little bit of issue with maybe packing any form of food, having meal preps, having a meal, um, meal, organized meal ideas, I guess. Right. Because working out, getting to the gym, doing some cardio or something like that, that's, that's going to be important for sure. We need that extra output, but with you being a pretty active nurse, you know, you're walking around, you're on your feet, you might be sitting down charting or whatever, but a lot of the time you're going to be up and moving. You're getting a decent amount of movement in naturally with your job. You're not like working a sedentary desk job, but where we're probably struggling here is going to be nutrition. Nutrition at the end of the day is still going to be about 80% of your progress. If nutrition's not there, the rest of it won't be there either. So what I would suggest for you is how can we better prepare ourselves for those night shifts? How can we better prepare ourselves for food wise? I'm not saying you got to only eat salads. I'm not saying you got to be low carb. I'm not giving you any macros or ideas there, but we have to figure out maybe some easy to go meals that we can have with a nice balanced approach of some carbs, fats, protein that make us feel good throughout the day. Cause I know you nurses, a lot of the time you guys are just thriving off of like potlucks and that's fine. That's how you guys like, you know, eat in between clients patients, stuff like that. I totally get it. But is there any way to be a little bit more organized in that way? Um, with breastfeeding also, we don't want to necessarily restrict calories too much or else that will affect supply. Some women when breastfeeding too, don't necessarily always have the ability to just like lose weight. Some women breastfeed and actually gain weight. It's very different person to person. So you don't necessarily want to have this idea of weight loss right now where you're at. We were, were obviously, you mentioned down to pre-pregnancy weight. That's great. But in order to maintain our supply, the rest of that weight loss might only be able to occur once we're done breastfeeding or else it could affect our supply. Um, but I would say the biggest thing is just going to be having more of a, of a clear painted picture of meals that we're eating throughout the week and making those decisions because I would only assume right now we might not be making the best decisions just because we're on the go. 
we're trying to nap, we're trying to rejuvenate ourselves, we're trying to find energy. That's a lot. Okay. Give yourself grace. Um, and just know that that extreme, um, that extreme energy to maybe be in a deficit right now isn't possible and that's okay. Um, okay. Here's another one. Dear Desby, this girl's conflicted. Boyfriend and I have been together for almost three years and have been living with each other for two. Since the very first day I knew he knew I wanted to move out of Michigan because my seasonal depression is rough every winter. And I want to move to North Carolina where we still get seasons, but winter isn't seven months long for real. We recently visited North Carolina. We both loved it. However, we get back and I'm like amped to start planning a big move for next year. And all of a sudden he is super hesitant and wants to stay here. I love him and it's not a deal breaker as long as we're committed, but that's the thing. We aren't engaged. He said he wants to get married, but the timing isn't right. So I don't know what to do. I want to be with him forever and we genuinely have a great relationship, but I'm a bit bummed. He all of a sudden doesn't want to move after being so sure. Also to mention, he is from another state. And he moved here after college. So if there is no family tying him down here, so there's no family tying him down here, but he did once move already before we met. Not sure what to do to get him on board with moving or getting married. I'm genuinely ready for all the big things, marriage, house, kids, but he just isn't. How do I stay patient through this? Sincerely, the girl sees no depression that just wants to get married and be warm. (laughs) What a sign off. So this is so difficult. Because I I do feel like there are certain things in life that you want to do that if you are in a committed relationship, boyfriend and girlfriend, even right now, right? If you know that commitment could go further, you do have to sometimes just say goodbye to some ideas you have. Like you do. It's difficult and it's tough. But you do sometimes have to sacrifice certain things knowing that the person that you love or want to be with isn't going to be with you if you do it, right? So I feel like there needs to be a serious conversation about where this relationship is going to go and a boundary that needs to be set. You guys have been together three years. We're living with each other for two years. I don't know the rest of the details, right? I'm just talking about with this small paragraph I have. Could there be a conversation leading to a timeline? I know, and I've shared this prior, when Wyatt and I were moving to Florida together, and I I was taking that big leap moving with him, I told him, if we are not engaged in six months, I am moving back home. And we will not be together. I told him that. At this time, we were dating for a little over three and a half years, almost four years we were dating. And and I told him, I said, I, I'm moving home. Like, this is a huge move for me. And I, I'm not going to be here if you're just going to string this along. You have a big boy job. You can buy me a ring and we can start moving together and with a commitment. So I feel like at that point where you're at, if this is a dream of yours to move, you love it, you want to, you you have the ability to go up and do it right now, then there needs to be a serious conversation of, I love you, but if we are not engaged by s- spring, I- I'll give you one more winner. That's what I would say. I will give you one more winner, but if we are not engaged by spring, 
like I'm, I'm that I'm moving by myself and we can go long distance or something, you know, like, and again, that's up to you, right? I'm not saying that this is going to work, but I feel like sometimes setting that boundary of like, I'm not staying here or we're taking this adventure together. We don't need to be engaged, but then like, let's get this adventure together. So there's like a few different ways you can approach it, but also like, I, I hate the idea of missing out on something when the commitment isn't there. Like if you guys were engaged and he was like, I don't want to move anymore. I'm sorry. That's one of the things that, like I mentioned, you kind of got to choke your, you know, got to choke it back and just be like, you know what? All right. This isn't for us. We're a team. Right. But right now, like you guys technically aren't a team, right? Like you're just dating. I'm sorry, but dating doesn't mean shit anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like anyone can date for like eight years and just break it off and be like, bye and never talk again. Marriage engagement. Those are huge commitments. It's a, it's also a, uh, an outward commitment. You're telling people, Hey, this is my forever, you know? So I would maybe voice something like that, have that conversation. You know, I struggle here. We have nothing tying us down here. Let's go on an adventure together. Like I love you. Like, let's do this. Let's, let's go for six months. Like maybe you also come at that angle too. Let's do it and let's find the shortest lease there. Uh, Assuming maybe you would rent, right? Let's find the shortest lease there. Let's just try it. Can we do that? And if it doesn't work, then we can move back and I will move back and we can say we tried. How can you make it like a team thing? But that would be my, that'd be my way of going about it. Knowing again, I've kind of been in that similar situation only in the sense of like, drawing that boundary of like, Hey, like this needs to be now or never. Okay. Dear does be best advice for a second time mama. How the hell do I do this again? My first babe is five years old and I feel like a new parent all over again. Maybe just a, this will suck, but you can do it sister. Sincerely, Kels. Kelsey, you, you will do it. You will show the fuck up and you will figure it out. Does it mean that you will not cry a lot? No. Does it mean that you won't hate your life some days? No. Does it mean that you won't regret it some days? No. Does it mean that you won't love them? No. It's, it can be a hard day. It can be a hard week, but looking at both those kids, you'll never, ever want it another way. And sometimes you are exhausted and you wonder why I did this. Why do people have kids? Period. It's funny. I feel like some people look at the, like people like us that have kids and they don't have kids. They're like, why the fuck are these people having kids then? Like if it sucks so bad. And I see that on TikTok a lot too. Some mom will make like a funny mom humor joke. Right. And all of us moms will laugh at it. We'll be like, ha 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 ha. Same. But then you have people under there in the comments that aren't parents. And they're like, why the fuck are you guys having kids then? If you're just going to bitch about it. It's like you have, you have no idea until you go through it, what it feels like it is. It's the most loving complaining ever. It's like, it's the best. It's the only type of complaining I want in my life. Like I am so grateful to have kids to complain about, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I will tell you Kels, it is going to be tough. It's not fun, especially when you're five years removed. I couldn't imagine you have a, a child that's a little bit more independent and is also finding their independence while dealing with a child that 
could literally just like roll off the bed at any given moment and not understand. So it's a two very different situations, right? But you will get through it. It will get easier and it's going to get even more sad because they're going to grow up and you're going to miss the moments that you're in. You are as much as you don't think you are like you are. You're going to miss the, the night feedings. You're going to miss being able to hold your baby in your arms. You're going to miss their sides, everything. So don't wish it by, but also understand that you're allowed to feel that way. Okay, let's do two more. Dear Desby, I feel like I've always struggled with dry scalp. It makes me so self-conscious. I pick up my scalp when I'm anxious and I feel like it's noticeable. What can I do to improve my scalp health? Skincare for the head, if you will. Sincerely, Flaky McGee. Oh my God, I'm screaming. Okay, so first off, I used this um, scalp line of products from Kevin Murphy. I usually use this in the mer- in the um, winter because I get a little bit of dry scalp too, but I've noticed this really helps. Um, so look it up on Google. It's like Kevin Murphy scalp collection. Call it like that scalp health. There's like a serum, stuff like that. There is also a few things you can get from Sephora that actually have salicylic like acid BHAs that you put on your scalp. There's one from First Aid Beauty called something like scalp scalp aid maybe something like that and it's a scalp like liquid that you will put in your hair in your like on your little scalp I just said scalp like eight times so bear with me but you can use that you will see differences this is definitely going to help the other thing I would say is Divi this is the product that I actually use to grow my hair um around my temples but it is a serum designed for hair rejuvenation hair um, product buildup, like taking that out as well as literal scalp health. So I would look into a few different options like that. Try them out. Um, the one thing I will say with something like dry scalp, it's just like skincare, right? You have to give it time to work. You have to give it time to work. So don't just use it two times and be like, Oh my God, fuck. I still have, you know, whatever. Let me kick out the head shoulders. You know, no, it's going to take time. So just also bear with it. Um, but that would be my biggest like remedies would be those few products. And I will, I'll link them below. Um, but those could be super helpful. Okay. Last one. Dear Des B, I feel so lost in this season of my life. I'm a full-time college student and I work a healthcare job a few days a week as well. I feel like I'm constantly going through the motions, just trying to get through the next stressful things. I'm pretty broke and still living at home, which I know is the right choice for me, but it's hard not to compare my situation to others. Also, virtually having no life outside of work and school has put my mental health and physical health on the back burner. I hate using the word I'm too busy. I hate using the I'm too busy excuse because everyone's busy and I'm honestly, many others are busier than me, but I'm still um, and still seem to be crushing it day in and day out. I just need advice on navigating how to prioritize myself in such a weird phase of life. How do you push yourself to work out and nourish your body when it's the last thing you want to do? Sincerely, a bitch who honestly doesn't know who she is outside of studying and working. Wow, what a one to end on. Um, man, my my heart just breaks for you because in a very relative manner, like I have been there too. And I know how it feels to see all your other friends, you know, maybe be able to like go out on the weekdays and like do all these things like you're working 
at a fucking, for me, I was working at a home decor store. Um, and then I was coaching volleyball and then I was going to school and I still had homework and I was still trying to work out and do all these things. And, and I remember feeling the same way. I would look at other people and compare myself going, how, how can I not make time for that? You know, now for me, working out was always for me. Working out helped me, um, whether it was waking up for 6 a.m. before my classes or it was going at 9 p.m. at night and then being able to sleep in a little bit the next day. I always made sure I went because I felt better. Even if it was 45 minutes, I would show up to the student rec and I would do something. This always put me in a better mood for the day, cleared my mind, or it also helped me like go to bed at night. When it comes to nourishing your body, when it comes to the food part, that can be the difficult side because you live such an on-the-go fast life, right? So the one thing I will say that saved me in college was a lot of microwavable foods. Don't be afraid to heat up your food. You don't have to slave over a stove. You don't have to put shit in the oven. You know, get yourself some microwavable veggies. Get yourself some microwavable potatoes and maybe make like, you know, your lean beef or your chicken over the, over the stove or whatever. Making like small changes like that could add up so much faster instead of like reaching for the Takis or the Cheetos for your snack. Could we replace those even with like veggie straws? Like what are simple swaps that we can still fit in our quick on the go lazy, like I don't, I almost said the word lazy, not lazy. I call it like a lazy girl snack, but it's not that. I mean more so, hey, I don't want to cook right now. That's a choice I'm making. I'm making a choice. I do not want to cook right now. So what can I grab instead? So I apologize. I don't mean the word lazy and like you're lazy. That's definitely not the fucking vibe. Um, But I'm saying like, I call them lazy girl snacks because you don't have to put a lot of effort into it. So grab, you know, your veggie straws. Um, Could you grab some like small bags of, I say the word skinny pop and I hate that it's called that, but it's just fucking popcorn without like all the oil. So, but like, what are some snacks you could do like that? Um, And then in terms of food, how can we, like, like I said, just microwave that. Um, We could do oatmeal with a thing of yogurt with some egg whites. I mean, there's simple swaps that will probably take you the same amount of time that you might be cooking now or less that'll just make you feel better. And when you're also fueling your body to feel better, when you go to move it, it's going to feel better. You know what I mean? So I understand I'm so busy and I wouldn't even say that's an excuse. Sometimes you are at a point in your life where your priorities have to shift. So make realistic expectations for yourself. Your idea of working out in your mind maybe is five days a week, but your reality maybe is only three days a week, maybe even two days a week. Your reality of eating is going to be all these clean foods and veggies and smoothies, or I'm sorry, your dream is that your reality might be some microwavable veggies and trying to only eat out twice a week. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not, it doesn't have to be extreme. It's just making those small changes where we can that could make us feel better. So putting yourself first is important, but also don't put the stress on yourself that it has to be so gung-ho. Don't make it so extreme. 
Don't make it so crazy because guess what? Yeah, it does sound daunting. If you make it like, oh God, I got to be at the gym for an hour and a half. That sounds terrible. Like, yeah, why would I want to do that either? I'd rather just go to bed. So make it more attainable, make it more likable. And then you can fit it into your routine because it's not so strenuous. I hope that that helped like even a little bit, just it's a time of your life. I promise one day you're going to look back and you're gonna be like, wow, that was like so quick that I feel like I never did that. Or you'll look back, you'll be like, wow, how did I do that? I feel like that's where we, we all go a lot is you look back at situations. You're like, how the hell did I get through that? That's the real thing. Um, so keep pushing on. I promise it's, it will get better. And, and before you know it, you're going to be out of this current time of your life and you're going to have time to shift those priorities yet again. So don't hang on to it. Don't hang on to too high of an expectation. Don't feel like you also need to like push yourself, right? You're going to be great. You're going to do great and don't make it so, don't make it so extreme. That would be my biggest thing for you. So that is all I have for you guys this week. Like I said, I have a crazy um, weekend coming up. I'm excited. I'm excited to take you guys along. Make sure you follow me on Instagram. Make sure you follow the Brunch with Desby Instagram. Follow me on TikTok. Rate, review, subscribe. Um, Thank you guys for allowing me to have like a little laid back podcast week. I've been pumping out these podcasts, guys. If you have not listened to our past three weeks, four weeks, even five weeks. I don't know. I've been fucking snapping. So make sure you go check them out. Um, thank you guys for always being here. I appreciate you so much. Get excited for what is to come. Can't wait to wrap up this year with you guys head into, um, year, what year three of the podcast coming up. Insane. Insane. I love you guys. And we'll chat soon.